Because if I just got to the point where I was pretty good at a job and didn't have to stress about it or think too much about it, and then I settled in to a rhythm where I just do it every day, not get better at it, then chances are good you are not going to help my business or my team get to the next level. Chances are good you are looking to create a position for yourself that is simpler and less difficult, not go have the maximum amount of impact that you can on our customer, our business, our team, our future, our culture. Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall, I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot, and I'm glad you're here today. We are going to talk about experience. It's one of those things that we value, that we treasure as we start to look for people to join our team, people that have done those same kinds of things, the same kinds of work, and excelled at it elsewhere. Our view is that if we can find people with experience, then they hit the ground running faster, they have more impact sooner, they add more value to our team, or our business. We're going to talk about that a little bit because the truth is they may not. All experience is not equal and experience isn't even what we should be looking for primarily when we're trying to find the right new addition to our team. So we're going to break all of that apart today and talk a little bit more about it. Before we do, guys, if you haven't checked out the Leadership Gym, go to leadershipgym.com and take a look at what's there. What we have built is a set of tools and resources and information and learning opportunities for leaders. And I don't care if you're running a small business and you have people on your team that you would like to help lead more effectively, or if you're in a business where you haven't been exposed to leadership development training very much, there's really good resources for you there. If you're running a multi-million dollar company and you want to think about ways to train the people throughout your organization, how do we coach? How do we create a more accountable team? How do we build a better culture? If you need the answers to these questions or your people need to be good at these things, the Leadership Gym can help you. We put new content in there constantly so that it is more like a gym. It's a place we go every week on a regular basis to continue to figure out how to excel at leadership so that we have more impact on the business, on the future of our team, of them being good at these things that they've done for a long period of time. That's normal for managers. Oh, they've been selling for 10 years. That's good. That'll help them come in here and be successful. The reality is though, that's not always the case. That's not even the case most of the time. Because when we think about experience, we think that time connects to the value that they add to that job. We think that time connects to their ability to excel at something. Now that's a normal thought process. They've been doing it for 10 years. They should be better than somebody that's been doing it for two. 
But then you think about, have you ever known a manager who's been managing for quite a while, but you wouldn't want to work for them? Have you ever seen anyone who's in a new role come in and and raise the bar, even though they're brand new at it? So if those two things happen, then this experience situation may not always be the best indicator of what we need on our team and what's gonna make them successful, what things from their past will make them successful in their future, which is exactly what we're trying to understand as we start to think about making critical additions to our team. So here we are making assumptions that cause us more often than not to hire the wrong person because we are looking for the amount of time that they've been doing something and now connecting it to their ability to do it well. And what the research tells us is those two things aren't even connected. When you go look at hires and you look at studies done around groups of people, thousands of people hired, and you look at the amount of experience, and then you look at their ability to excel in that job, there is not a correlation. Now, of course, if someone's never done a role, then asking them to get up to speed for something that's brand new, especially if the things they've done in their past can't connect to that job in some way, is a huge challenge. No one's denying that, that someone coming in green may not be the right person for the job. But this assumption that we make of one year or two years of experience being drastically less important than five or ten years of experience, that's where we start to run into problems. That's where we start to make assumptions that actually hurt our ability to build a really strong team because we start to give more weight to the amount of time somebody did the thing. And that's not what we want to give weight to at all. What we want to give weight to is their progress at doing the thing, not the time they've been doing the thing. And those two things are not connected at all. We don't even care how long someone's been doing something. We care how well they can do something. And we've all known people that have done things for a long time and still are very mediocre at it or still struggle with it or didn't have a constant track record of improvement. They just put in a bunch of time doing the same thing over and over. That gives us two indicators, actually, if they've been doing something for a long period of time and they haven't necessarily learned and improved along the way. One, they may not be fully engaged in the work that they are doing. Two, they've fallen into patterns and habits as they repeat that same process, that same job, over and over that aren't necessarily the ones that will help our business and our team get to the next level. They've actually demonstrated an ability to just sort of show up and put in time in some cases. It may be the exact opposite of what we're looking for if we're trying to build a fully engaged, fully committed, fully accountable team of people. Their time doesn't matter. What matters is their progress around learning. What do you do differently now than you did a year ago? What do you do differently now than you did a couple of years ago? What have you learned? What do you know that you didn't? What have you changed in your processes, your approach, your attitude, your understanding of the role? We want to know that. We want to know what habits and patterns you have formed and which ones have evolved. So I want to understand how you prepare for your job since you've been in it for a while. 
maybe differently than you did? What do you do in the morning to make you successful at this role? What are the things that that you can do now that you couldn't before that cause you to excel in something that you can bring to my team? How do you approach your work? Because people that are brand new to a role certainly approach it differently than people that have kind of figured it out and mastered the mechanics of it and what we want to look for. Because that sounds like experience is good when I say it like that. But what we want to look for is did they continue to evolve there? Because if I just got to the point where I was pretty good at a job and didn't have to stress about it or think too much about it and then I settled in to a rhythm where I just do it every day, not get better at it, then chances are good. You are not going to help my business or my team get to the next level. Chances are good you are looking to create a position for yourself that is simpler and less difficult, not go have the maximum amount of impact that you can on our customer, our business, our team, our future, our culture. That's why I want to explore what did they learn? What habits and patterns have they formed? What impact have they had? How is the role different or better than it was when you started it? Most of the roles that people are in now, there's some degree of autonomy. There is some ability for these people to step into these positions and make it theirs. Find ways to improve the way it's done add more of their own thoughts and ideas and creativity and innovation to a role so that they don't leave it at the same place they found it. They're better, the role is better, the business is better because of that. That's what we want to look for. What impact have you had on the role? Why is it done at a higher level now than it used to be? We also want to look at what processes they have developed. What are the things that are systematized in the organization that didn't used to be? What did you do that makes it now easier for someone to step in the role and excel faster because you created a path, because you created a process, because you created a system that other people can adopt, can excel at, can practice, can improve upon? We really need to look at the processes that you've developed rather than find people that just sort of have learned how to do an art themselves but can't help others around them improve at that art. And I use that word art pretty specifically because a lot of people look at roles, especially things like sales and certainly things like leadership, as an art form. Well, I can do it. Like, if you put me in there, I can do it. But I can't teach you how to do it. If I have not created systems and processes around the way I do things, then I can't help other people around me get better at it. All I can do is say, watch me, or do it the way I do it. And that's generally not all that helpful when people are trying to improve a certain thing or get better in a certain area. So I want to know that you bring systems to this work and I don't care what it is. If it's sales, okay, how do you open a conversation with a new client? What are the things that you think about? How do you prepare for it? What are the words that you use? What are the questions that you start with? What are your priorities early on in that relationship? How do you build that relationship consistently over time? What are the things that you do? How do you reach out? What's your contact? 
process what's your contact frequency I want to understand that because that tells me whether your experience has made you better or whether time has just passed while you did a thing which isn't all that valuable to me in fact it indicates that you're not the right person if that's the case because you just sort of wallowed around in the job for a longer period of time you didn't consistently improve it or the way it's done, or the way you do it, or the way you think about it, or your ability to teach it. And so we want to make sure that we look for that as well. We want to find out the kind of the fifth thing here that we're thinking about is what changes have they made? Now, I talked about what did they learn? What do they know? What do they do differently because of that? But I also want to explore this at a different level. What changes have you made in the way that you think? What changes have you made in the way that you try to approach certain pieces of your job. What changes have you made in you so that you can do this job at a higher level? How have you developed? How have you grown? Where have you pushed yourself and run into challenges and pushed through those to get yourself to the next level. So there's a little bit of a separation here between what did you learn and what changes have you consistently made so that you can apply a new level of expertise, a new level of energy, a different approach to this work because you're different in terms of how you think about it, how you execute it, how you excel at it. So those are the kinds of things that we really, really care about when we're looking for people on our team that connect with their experience. But I want to know how you used your time, not just how much time you used. When I'm looking for someone to join my team, when I'm looking for someone to bet our future on, I want to know how you used your time, not just how you spent your time. Because hey, that happens for all of us. All of us will spend time in a job. Some of us will use that time to figure out how to do the job differently and better. And those people will bring that kind of ownership, that kind of accountability, that kind of approach, that kind of thinking to your team. And that will be far better for you and everybody around you, including your customers and other people on the team, that kind of person will be better than someone who's just got lots of experience doing a job. So as you start to think about evaluating people that come into your business, and we know that hiring is one of the critical things that we do to bring the right raw talents, raw mindset, raw seeds of a good culture into our business. We know how expensive it is to hire the wrong person. And most of us, if we've managed for any time at all, have hired some wrong people. Everybody we hired wasn't wrong. Some of them we didn't coach well. Some of them we didn't prepare for success. Some of them we didn't set up in the right environment to succeed. Some of them we just went down a bad path with and couldn't recover. All of those things happen. And then, sometimes, we hired the wrong people. So there's this marriage between the right people, the right raw ingredients for success as part of the people on our team, and then the right ability to lead those folks in ways that helps them fully engage and excel in our business. But we want to make sure that we're looking at the right things so that we begin with that right person 
because that allows us to have even more impact on them as a leader. And if we are connecting the amount of experience with that right person, if we are using that as a guide, as a judge, as a thing that tells us this person is a better hire than someone else, we're making one of the biggest mistakes that managers make as they hire people in business today. We look at a resume, we get infatuated with the fact that they've done the things that we need done, we get excited about the fact that they've done those things for a longer period of time than other people, and we stop caring about how they spent the time and just caring about how much time they have. It is a trap for any kind of manager. And it's easy to get sucked into it and believe that, wow, they're going to bring all that experience to me and this team and this business and we're going to be better for it. It's not necessarily the case. Get them to bring the right attitude in. Get them to bring the right ability to learn and grow and teach in. And then we will find that we start to build a team that can go to any next level, not just stay at this one for long periods of time to get more experience. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for excellence. So we don't wanna hire for experience. We wanna hire for excellence. Keep those things in mind, those five things. What did they learn? What habits and patterns have they formed? What impact have they had? What processes have they developed? What changes? have they made. Keep those things in mind as you go to explore people. Build questions that help you look around inside an individual and figure out if those things are there and to what degree. Do that in a way that causes you to be kind of an archaeologist here as you start to uncover people's thoughts and patterns and ideas and approaches and how they've spent their time up till now. How they've used it to make themselves better. Okay, go do that. Go find the right people for your team. Make sure that you're getting the ones that are going to help you get to the next level. And then, with those people, with that team, as a leader, go make a difference.